0: You're listening to the Phillies Nation Podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Phillies Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Heller. Coming at you, it's Tuesday night. The Phillies just wrapped up a 6-0 win over the Washington Nationals, their 7th uh, win in 8 games. Um, so a lot has changed since the last time we recorded Um as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ty Dobbert Ty, how you doing? I'm good. Like you said, Phillies just came off a wind. Our offense is looking really good.
1: Um, and it's been a pretty eventful week since we last recorded. A lot has gone down. Um, the first thing that we wanted to talk about was um, since the last time that we recorded, uh, it was pretty much right after, after we recorded the next day, um, team started to not play their games across multiple leagues um, basically striking in protest of the shooting of Jacob Blake he was uh, he is a a black man from Kenosha Wisconsin and he was shot seven times in the back by police Uh, and the first thing to happen was the Milwaukee Bucks uh, you know same state they decided to not play in their NBA playoff game against the Orlando Magic, and that had an effect uh, across the NBA. Those games uh, were postponed for a few days. The WNBA, uh, they didn't play their games shortly after. And then a few baseball teams that first day last week uh, also didn't play their games. Uh, and then they other players did sit out uh, without... Um, with, with their team playing there was individual players that sat out uh, the Brewers were the first baseball team they they stood with uh, the basketball team in in their city the Bucks, and they decided not to play and the Phillies uh, on that on that first day I think it was last Wednesday when our last episode came out they did play they had a, a bit of an earlier starting time if I remember correctly I think it was six o'clock or four o'clock something like that six six o'clock start so um, you know they were really getting ready for their game by the time that uh, that the Bucks decided to to not play and the Phillies they did play but Joe Girardi said after the game that he would be on the side of the players for pretty much whatever they decided to do and then the next day uh, the players decided that they were not going to play Um, I I think what's important here is well first of all these types of police shootings should not be happening Um, Black Lives Matter I think that it's something that you know so many in this this country are agreeing with and we see it all over all over the place now and Unfortunately, we're still seeing um, things like what happened with Jacob Blake. I I think it is really great uh, what the players did, you know, coming together and, you know, doing doing their best to make a difference when these billion dollar leagues and owners with so much money and these TV deals and everything, uh, when they're not when these games aren't happening, that makes a difference. Uh, that makes an impact on the leagues and it, it hurts. The, it hurts the income that they're getting. And uh, you know, that, that's a way for these players to pressure their owners and their leagues to actually make a difference and, and you know, do, do what they think is right. And I, I think that it's just a really good job for the players and all the leagues that, Decided to come together in solidarity to try to make a difference, and
0: uh, yeah, that that's pretty much what I have to to say on that. Yeah, um, and it was it was Reese Hoskins um, in the Phillies locker room that kind of led the way, as you said after Wednesday's game. Girardi wasn't sure what they were going to do on Thursday, but you know it it did come out Thursday. Obviously, they um, agreed to not play, and and it was it was Hoskins who. Who um, was the loudest voice? I think in the locker room, at least um, from what was said. Um, he he so yeah, was the that, player rep. They all had a meeting, right. and they collectively
1: decided they were yeah. not going to play. And I think it was Reese Hoskins who talked to reporters and everything that day. And uh, he was kind of the spokesman for that day. Uh, but it was it was the team that came together. Well, and, yeah, and decided
0: not to play. Yep. Um, yeah. So. That was Thursday, and since then, the Phillies have played um, five games. They have won four of them. They won a total of, like I said at the beginning of the episode, they won seven of eight. Um, And a lot of that is due to Hoskins, who is in the midst of one of those good old-fashioned Reese Hoskins hot streaks, which we have not seen in a while. Um, You know, he was – Really good to start last season um, for the first couple of months. Trailed off was really bad the second half. I mean, everyone knows this. And then um, had, a, had a tough, I would say, first maybe seven or ten games this year. And then he started to figure it out a little bit. And then, you know, these past eight, nine games, he's been absolutely on fire. He has five home runs in his last eight games. He's been hitting extra base hits left and right. He's getting on base. Um, like, like he always does. So um, as as JT Realmuto and and Bryce Harper have kind of trailed off, Hoskins has been picking up the load.
1: Yeah, so Hoskins has been going off, like you said, um, another big hit in tonight's game. And, you know, overall, you look at his stats for the year now. And when he was, I, I guess some could say he, he got off to a cold start but he was still getting on base like an absurd amount over 40% of the time. I think his on-base percentage was over 400 even up to when his slow start stopped and now he's tearing the cover off the ball. And when at your worst you have uh, an on-base percentage that's over 400 and then you're going to start hitting the ball also. That's going to make for some really good overall numbers. And like you said, he's he's carrying – Uh, this offense right now, which is kind of what I think this team has expected since he came up in 2017 and and showed what he can do. It it always seems like the power comes in bunches for Reese Hoskins. Uh, Maybe maybe it, it, it isn't exactly that way, but it does feel like that a lot, that when he hits one home run, there's a few more to come soon. And, you know, he had three straight games with a homer he also had doubles in all of those games he doubled again tonight and it just it seems like things are really clicking for him right now yeah
0: and um yeah like you said it's, it's what they expect out of him and um you know one thing we haven't seen because because he was hot start last season and then cooled off while real muto and harper kind of did the opposite we have not seen seen all three of those guys hot at the same time and um I think that's just a testament to how lethal this offense could be because they're already scoring, you know, five, six runs, nearly you know, every, every night out there. And, and, you know, that's with, you know, the first half of the season or, you know, the first 15 games of the season, Andrew McCutcheon was, was not swinging the bat. Well, Hoskins wasn't swinging the bat. Well, they were scoring runs then. Now Alec you know, bone wasn't even up at that. Point. Right. Exactly. Um, so this lineup is deep and it's really good, and you know it's, it's a big reason why they're over 500 for the for the first time this entire season. Um, what what do you what do you think uh, about Hoskins in the two hole
1: and and kind of the lineup around him at this point? I, I think if he's gonna hit like this, he should probably be in the two hole. He's playing like the best hitter on this team. Uh, I, I think there should be some adjustments all around, but I don't mind, I don't really mind Reese Hoskins anywhere, one, two, or four, but at this point I'm, I I, I think him in the two hole, I've, I'm sold on that one.
0: Yeah. I like him too. Um, McCutcheon's been really good leading off. And um, I think the thing about Hoskins, like you mentioned earlier, um, even when he wasn't hitting this year, he was getting on base a ton. Um, and that was when Harper was swinging the bat really well. So I think having him there, right in front of Harper, makes a lot of sense. Um, like you said, elsewhere in the lineup, I don't think Alec Boehm should be batting eighth. I think he should be probably probably be hitting fifth or sixth. Um, like Depends tonight, on the Go- matchup. Right, right. Uh, tonight, Goslin was hitting ahead of him. I don't. I, I mean, listen, Phil Goslin was awesome to start the season, and that was really cool. But at this point, I think we know who the better better hitter is. The the bigger threat like Alec Boehm I get it's his third or fourth week in the majors doesn't matter um, he should he he shouldn't be hitting eighth um, I mean what, what are your
1: thoughts there Yeah I agree I think he should be batting I made the argument uh, kind of with some other Phillies Nation writers earlier today that maybe it's Bruce in the four hole against righties and Bohm in the four hole against lefties at this point uh but I, I definitely think Bohm should be moving up Real Muto's struggling like you mentioned and I think it might be time to move him out of the four hole I suggested that even before the season started and then he got off to an unreal start but he you know he's cooling off and I, I don't think it would be a bad thing to shake things up not that the lineup's like hurting because of the Right. The construction of the lineup and the order they're being put in. They're still putting up a ton of runs, like you mentioned, six runs again tonight. And uh you know, but maybe they could squeak out an extra run every other game or something if they completely optimize this lineup. It doesn't make a huge difference, but you know, any advantage you can get is one that you should try to get. Uh so that's just kind of my thoughts on it right now.
0: Yeah, uh, I like Bruce Four, definitely against righties. He just he just hits nukes. Um, what what's
1: your what's your saying that you, you said it to me a bunch of times? Like he's just gonna hit what you always say is slash line for the rest of his. career. Oh, he's
0: gonna he's gonna slash you know two hundred two sixty six hundred for the rest of his career.
1: He's well over six hundred <laughs> slugging right now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. He, um, that guy is he's just gonna rake forever. I think. Gonna rake. He's playing uh, so much out, like way too much outfield than I ever well, thought. I no, they don't have any.
0: Too. They don't have any good corner outfielders, like defensively. Other I mean, Harper's fine, but like McCutcheon has not been good, and Bruce and Goslin also are not. Good. I'm just fine. Like it doesn't. But Hoskins matter. back out there. But I've been saying it for ever since they took him, you know, since <laughs> they moved him to first. But um. Is, is Darren Ruff around? Is he was he available at the I deadline? Haven't, I, you know, I haven't looked at Darren how he's been doing. The Giants are hanging in there, though. That's pretty interesting. They uh, they're playing well. Um, so I think we should talk about. Uh, yesterday was the trade deadline, and the Phillies made one move. They brought in David Phelps. So that's um, they've acquired four relievers: David Hale, Brandon Workman, Heath Henbury. David Phelps. Um, I thought the trade yesterday was a pretty good one. Phelps is, yeah. is good. He has a, I think it's what, a $4.5 million option next year. For next year yes. team option. And they gave up three really, really low level um, Pitching prospects. minor leaguers. So like yeah. super projectable. Like you don't really know. Like it, it's all developmental and no one in the upper levels or, or any major leaguers or anything. I think it was the best of the three trades.
1: Yeah, Phelps is good. Phelps is really good. I still don't like that hail trade very
0: much. They uh, he's barely like, even pitched. Well they if if let's let's say Jojo Romero pitches well over the next ten days. With when he's been pitching when, well. He's right, really well right. limited. He's, he's looked awesome. We can talk about him a little bit more after, but Adam Morgan went on the injured list today, when he comes back, like Someone's gonna have to go, and and there are no more dealers squares on the on the roster. Like it, and it Alvarez might be, will be Hale, back at some point. Alvarez. Yeah, they might get to the point where Hale is gone, and that's just it's a really bad look. Um, when they traded Addison Ross. that that felt like a panic move to me. Um, especially like when you see now what what else they've done, it's it's kind of a head scratcher. But
1: yeah, it just seemed like they were like this bullpen is playing really poorly we need to go get anyone we can find and they did that and but then they found a trade that they liked right after it so if
0: right. literally you know, what the same day or I didn't... think
1: it was the same day they
0: got Workman and Hembry who uh, yeah. yeah let's talk great. let's talk about them um, Henry looked really good in his first outing and has struggled a little bit since maybe his first two outings um, Workman it's every every outing one or two guys are getting on base, at least. He's
1: pitching, he's pitching, like, what people say naris pitches like. And I know get he even did it tonight, where right, right. he'll, he'll like, throw a scoreless he's inning. out of
0: trouble, yeah. He'll
1: throw a scoreless inning, but he'll get himself into a jam, and then get himself yeah. out. But Workman, I don't think he's had a, like, he's, I don't know if he's looked great in any of his outings. He blew one save, right? And he should have blown another if it wasn't for a, a great relay. Like, I think yeah. he's better than he's pitching,
0: he, he has to be like. You would, you would think. Yeah. He has, I mean, he was really, really was that last year that he was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but overall you said it last week, the Phillies bullpen is good. I agree. It's good. Um, They don't have it. There, there aren't, isn't anyone on the roster anymore that, you know, when they're out there, you think, Oh man, he's about to get crushed. Like, no who's who's their worst guy is it I mean it Romero's the uh, least experienced but maybe the worst guy is Blake Parker David Hale like yeah it's probably Hale that's you you, that's fine I don't know why Blake Parker wasn't on the 30-man roster on opening day that's that's insane he's been he's been really good Tommy Hunter's been good Tommy Hunter has been incredible yeah
1: and he was like a last minute addition in spring training that was Parker too
0: Real ones remember that that Tommy or uh, Ty was really pushing for the Phillies to to sign Tommy Hunter, like yeah, even and, like January, and even Tommy when we Hunter, did our even when we did our mock off, off season, I think in like it, November, November December, I t- yeah. it
1: was we had Jack Fritz on. I told them yeah. they should bring Tommy Hunter back, and I, Jack <laughs>
0: didn't agree with me. But uh,
1: <laughs> but no, like Tommy, the deal with Tommy Hunter, if I remember this correctly, like didn't they? It was he took that basically because it was like a guaranteed major league spot, and people I think questioned at the time whether that was the right thing to do because he was coming off injury, yeah, just to give him a, a spot right away on the major league team basically, and i they they did that because of uh, seemed like luxury tax purposes, but looked like the right move. like he's always going to get lefties out and he's looked really good. So far, and like you said, uh, Parker has looked really good too. Like, this bullpen feels pretty good right now, uh, and yeah, they, they could use another lefty. But Suarez just came up. Uh, if you're the Phillies, I think you're hoping that he was as good as he was last September. I don't know if that's a lock, but you know, Adam Morgan hasn't looked great as of late, and yeah. he just went to the IL with shoulder fatigue, I think.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, you know, if, if Suarez can. Pitched just a little bit better than Morgan had been. I think that's a a win for the Phillies. Right,
0: right. And we talked about Romero last week. I think after his first outing, he's had two more since then. Same stuff, throwing ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, he's um, throwing, just looks really throwing, good. Really looks hard. Looks good against lefties. Looks good against righties. Um, which is kind of kind of what we saw from Ranger Suarez last year. I feel not the velocity, but just um, you know, sometimes with guys who were starters before he move into reliever, and they they can give you a little more le- length, and they don't get um. You know, their their platoon splits aren't as egregious, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see more of Romero. Yeah, the thing with
1: Romero, like, just what's kind of crazy to me is that in the minors, he was always, like, considered more of a soft tosser. He was going to work around guys. He had uh, a couple off-speed pitches to work with, and hopefully he was going to be able to have the good enough stuff to be like a junk baller. And then he gets moved to the bullpen and now he's slinging like 97 miles an hour. It's actually like really wild to see, Uh, but it's working for him. I good for him. And it looks like they might've found and he turned himself into a really good major league reliever from what we've seen. I know it's three appearances, but uh, we can only work with what we've seen. And between the major leagues and the Arizona fall league, like, it's only been, I think, 13 and a third innings. I think that I tweeted that the other day. But in his 13 and a third innings as a reliever, like, he's been locked right.
0: down. Yeah. Yeah, are there any trades that, like, you saw another team make that you think the Phillies should have been in on? Um, yeah,
1: well, I mean, that Clevenger package was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Another trade, though. Huh. Do you have one? Let me think for a second.
0: Yeah. I think uh the the A's gave up a couple player to be names later for Mike Minor. Um yeah. Yeah. who has not been great this season. He he is coming off his best start of the season. He had a, a I think six inning start out innings the other night. But uh he's was really good last year and, and pretty good the year before. I know the Phillies were in on him heading into twenty nineteen. Um it just seemed like a pretty light-packaged – I don't think – you know, I don't – the Phillies rotation we can talk about a little bit more later. It's just iffy. It's, it's super iffy behind Nolan Wheeler. So, I don't know. Like, why not try and bring in a guy like that?
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, another one is they – I think John Morosi tweeted that they had been looking – or maybe not tweeted, but he had said that they had been looking at Starling Marte and i think they could have got him yeah he would help this team yep good good player he helped the marlins get a win tonight so
0: yeah i uh i think they probably i mean uh, i forget who reported it yesterday that the phillies are still confident that they're under the luxury tax and i know that it's the number super close um but that probably was the deciding role in, and maybe not going after some of those players, or at least it might've been. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, but uh, something I wanted to say
1: about this deadline, and I know that um, a lot of, a lot of people have criticized the expanded playoffs and I have too. I, I think that, it's pretty clearly like a money grab for the league to get more television money. And uh, you know, it's one thing to make the argument that you need to do that in a year with no fans, but to keep, to keep it in the league, if it works this year is just pretty obviously for television money and not actually better for the product, but it was cool to see more teams uh, in it and seeing the Padres like really going out and trying to get good players and, because a lot of teams are in it right now, and it's cool to see teams trying to win games like that yep. That's cool to see. It doesn't yep. always happen, which sucks.
0: yeah, it's it's been it's been awesome, like the Padres. It's really cool. Um, I just want to say one more thing about trades. Well, first of all, I think we agreed that we were not expecting um, much action at the deadline, and we got a lot, which was really cool. Um, oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. of all the circumstances. But I do think, um, again, I can't remember who, who I saw saying this earlier uh, in regards to the, you know, the Indians traded Clevenger, but the Texas Rangers didn't, didn't pull the trigger on Lance Lynn and Joey Gallo. Uh, when When teams start to see the financial implications of, you know, not having fans this whole year, all of that. It might be a – the market might just be flooded with sellers this offseason. Like, teams just trying to shed as much payroll as yeah. possible. And I think that probably plays in favor of a team like the Phillies, who even if they're not willing to go over the luxury tax, if they're willing to willing to spend all the way up to it, they'll have um, some money freed after this season with Ariadne off the books, glorious off the books. And if, uh, uh, you know, the new owner, Mets – Take J.T. Realmuto from right
1: under them. Maybe there is some sure. trade candidates out there for them right. to replace that spot yeah, with right. that money with.
0: Yeah, I, I am. I am intrigued. Intrigued to see how how the off plays out. But that is is far in the future. Um, so, like I said, I, the I think the Phillies should have been after Mike Miner. Um, they weren't, and and the reason I said that is because the rotation, you know, it's iffy after Aaron Olin, Zach Wheeler. So um, this past week, Zach Eflin had his best start of the season, um, cut short due to uh, the rain delay um, on – that was on Saturday, I think. Um, And then Jake Arrieta had his worst start of the season. He got absolutely shelled. I think he gave up seven earned runs in that 10-run inning for the Braves. Um and then Spencer Howard got his first one of the season yesterday on Monday. Um he had a solid start. He, you know, ran into trouble a couple times and he gave up that home run to Juan Soto, but who doesn't win? Yeah, who doesn't give up a home run to Juan Soto every once in a while? Uh overall, I, I think we might have talked about this last week. You know, Phillies make the playoffs. Game three, who's your starter? Game three,
1: who's my starter? Uh Oh, it's still so, so tough
0: like,
1: i don't I don't know if it's a starter right now i'm leaning I'm leaning a short short start for Howard with a
0: real quick leash what howard he's been all right like yeah he's he's gonna be a top of the rotation starter at some point, but like he is not he said, oh, i don't man. think i don't think he's the guy I would I would have out there i think i would I would use Zac zach Eflin.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, still a month left. We'll we'll
0: see. Right. That yeah, we will out. see. We will see. I feel uh, like Howard's
1: starting to settle in. Uh, I would not hate. I would not hate a Vinny start with a really short leash, <laughs> like a really short leash.
0: Well, what about a Jake start, Arietta start? Because he's hashtag been there. Which. Well, know. if he's
1: gonna give up ten runs in the second inning, they're not gonna. Have
0: <laughs> but if maybe they will have a chance of chance if
1: they're gonna score runs like this.
0: They right. almost won that game. I know. I know. Right now, or at least as of yesterday, the, the playoff matchup would be the Padres, which I think – like, I think there are two teams you don't want to play in the NL in the first round. the Padres and the Dodgers. Although, they could probably keep up with the Padres, I think. I think so. I think that, that would be a
1: good matchup. Like That would be, that's two be of the coolest, like That's yeah. two of the coolest offenses in the league. Yeah. Right there, yeah, and it'd be also cool because of the Machado Harper. harper Machado, yeah, that narrative. It's all about the narrative. Machado getting player of the week again. He's he's going nuts
0: right now. He's playing really good baseball. Yeah, Marlins still making the playoffs right now.
1: Yeah, why not? They they bought.
0: Yeah, well, well, they also they traded VR, but um, they got Marte. Yeah, and and. Diaz is back to play second.
1: And Sixto Sanchez looking so good right now. Uh, they
0: just called up uh,
1: Chisholm. Marlins yeah. are interesting.
0: Yeah, we, we've we been saying it on this podcast for, you know, several years, I want to say, but really just the past few months that uh, the Marlins are good.
1: We haven't had a podcast for several <laughs> I years. Know, I, know, I know.
0: We're yeah.
1: approaching the one-year anniversary yeah, about a month. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Do you have, do you have any other thoughts on, on the Phillies or baseball or
1: I have a lot of thoughts, uh, you know, kind of bringing them together to say out loud is a, a <laughs> That's bit of a different challenge. <laughs> I just got a lot of thoughts floating around in my head about baseball. It's I think about it a little bit too much probably, <laughs> but with the Phillies, um, you know, we said the bullpen looks good. The starters look not as good. Uh, we can talk about how good Nola looked tonight.
0: Oh, yeah. Nola well, looks good tonight. Great analysis. Uh, he looked, <laughs> he really, looked so good.
1: He he looked really comfortable looked like with that changeup early. Uh, Threw it three time times in the
0: at-bat to, to Soto.
1: By the end of the start, it just seemed like he had mostly everything working for him. Uh could not get that ever elusive complete game. I think he might go his whole. Oh my gosh! That one.
0: All right, listen, listen, people, listen. Like, it's it's okay that Aaron Nola doesn't have a complete game. Like, people need to settle down. Uh, he's at 113 pitches. There's no need to send him out there in the ninth inning. Like, everyone is is, is on Twitter is complaining that Hector Neris came in like. It is September first. You have half the season left. Why push Aaron Nola to 125 pitches just so he can get a complete game? Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter. That's that's my short rant. Yeah, it
1: doesn't it, it doesn't matter. Like Zach Eflin has what feels like a million complete games. Aaron Nola he has, would have he would have thrown one on.
0: Would have thrown one on Saturday or if uh, you know. Yeah, if
1: there was no rain delay, that kind of yeah. shortened his outing, maybe. But yeah, Nola's looked really good, like twenty eighteen good. Uh, you take away that one start that he had uh, against the Braves, and he's looking like one of the best pitchers in
0: baseball for this year. Still is with even with it. Yeah, what a clunker though. Oof. Listen, when he, when he has a clunker, he has a clunker.
1: That's if you're gonna. It's the, if you're gonna the, throw a clunker. It's like the the Gabe Kapler thing. Like, if you're gonna lose, you might as well lose hard. Like he w- <laughs> he was not afraid to throw the position players, and if you're gonna lose, you might as well just get embarrassed out there. I think that's probably yeah. the way to go.
0: Agreed. Um, but you know, you don't have to throw clunkers. It's fine. Uh, yeah. I do. You have anything else? I mean, Zach Wheeler still good still yeah. getting a ton of double plays. It feels like the Phillies as a whole just get a ridiculous
1: amount right. of double plays on defense. I don't know if that I don't know if the numbers back that up, but it feels like they get a ton of them. Uh it might just be like a sample size thing. I don't know. Is is getting double plays a skill?
0: Like it's luck. It's part it's, luck. Well, yeah, cuz well, it's Arietta and Wheeler have gotten, like, 17 combined. And they're, like, second and third in the majors in double plays. And they're just ground ball pitchers who, like, yeah, like some of it is, I guess you could say skill, but it's luck. It's luck. Listen, like – good, but it's luck. If you were
1: that good, you wouldn't be allowing a runner out first to begin with. Agreed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. No, but seriously, like, the Phillies are getting a ton of ground ball double playouts, and that's, like, kind of wild. It feels like their infield defense the past few years has not been very good and would probably mess up a bunch of those. And, you know, um, there has been some suspect defense at times. Um, Bohm has made a few, missed a few plays. He looked better. He looked good tonight. Uh, Hoskins has messed up a few plays. That one that he a short that short hop from Gregorius yeah. that he just whiffed on. I don't I'm not even sure what that was. Right. right. But uh yeah, I mean the team just looks really good. And we predicted yeah. that they'd be a good team before the season. Uh and then they didn't look too good to start. And I was kind of be gonna be like, Oh wow, was I wrong? No, I think I was right. I think this is a good baseball team. Um could, do you think they could go on, like,
0: a, a deep playoff run? Yeah. I don't see why not. You have I, I think they're going to hit. You have, you have Aaron Nolan. If you're giving me last year's rotation, I say no. But now you have Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler.
1: You're telling me big game Vargas doesn't take you to
0: – You get, Listen, you get Nolan Wheeler two games in a three-game series. You get him four games in a five-game series. You get him five or six times, if you want, probably five times in a seven-game series, maybe four times. I think they, you know, I think I think they're good enough. They're yeah. and you know when when, the, when those guys aren't starting exactly, they're still going to hit. They're uh, what's their record? I tweeted this earlier. They're they were twelve and seven I think coming into tonight. Now they were eleven and six coming into tonight in Wheeler uh, Nola Eflin stars. starts. So now they're twelve and six. Um, so they when when the starters don't get shelled they win so yep
1: yeah. yeah, they score a lot of runs it's like what like yeah. s- at least six runs like uh I think almost it half it it's almost 15. half their games yeah. yeah
0: 15 of the 31 so far so yeah um i think that will do it for tonight's episode uh phillies have two more against the nationals And then four against the Mets. And then a seven-game series against the Marlins. But we will be back with another episode before that. That's going to be crazy. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you next week. You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.